Hello and welcome to the Pixel Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Ethan. Hey. And Ricardo. Hey, hey, hey. And we're not going to do a bit every week, just based on the weird way you guys say hey. So, Come on, there. I'm James Hetfield from Metallica. Nope. It's nope. me. Nobody got Ricardo. time for that. All right. Uh, <laughs> we started late tonight. Because, uh, mainly because of me, because I, everything was late for me today, so. Matt's a late person. He's that I'm person a, yep. now. Yep, the, uh, you know the me. Late, the late Matthew Atkinson. The late Matthew <laughs> Rip. Uh, that's all, that's all the joke we had. Yeah. Um, listen, it's October, what do you want? <laughs> I feel like um, we're making excuses too many times. Not uh, much. No, I think that what we're doing is we're... We're acknowledging the fact that I'm looking at this document that we've created for the show, and two or three of us have no games to talk about at all. Yeah. I've been putting in the work, guys. Come I've on. I've just been playing Madden. Hey, that game's still good, and it's still football. Oh. Uh, I've been looking at all these video games in boxes and saying, I'd really like to get these out, but I should probably get like silverware out first so I can you know, eat food nah. that's not fast food every day. Nah. See with your I'm, hands. Eat pasta I'm, with your hands. I'm dying of... I'm dying of eating the same garbage food all the time so hmm. but luckily the games are now i think like the only thing left to unpack so there's so that you have <laughs> that to I, now i have to play games pretty soon all right ethan give me the uh, i'm just gonna try and think of a cool pun to say but why won't i want to hear about cuphead so go ahead talk about cuphead my cuphead runneth over um okay yeah, that's okay. not bad. That's not bad. Uh, so man, all right. So Cuphead, I was kind of like, all right, all right. This game supposedly looks good. I'll, I'll get it. Whatever. <laughs> it supposedly looks, supposedly good. looks like, good. I've like, closed like, my eyes whenever it's around. <laughs> trailer that we've seen for it. it looks good. It looks good. You know, it looks all right. Uh, it's got some cool animation. I guess I'll check this game out. Everyone says it's good. I hear it's hard. Whatever. Picked it up. Whatever. I'm a core gamer. Booted it. Up, booted it up in front of. Uh, uh, my roommates, and, uh, and your roommate is an illustration major. He too, is. Right? He loves animation. He has a tattoo of uh, Ubi Iwerks, which for those oh, who don't that's know, a, that's a very specific exactly. Uh... For so most people don't know, but he's uh, that guy who actually did most animations at Disney. Kind of stole for the most part and marketed them. Anyway, so he he knows his shit. So <clears throat> started this up. I got on the projector out front. Man, this game looks fantastic. It's not just it's like every little detail they've done to make this feel like you're watching one of those old style cartoons. Like everything, just how it's animated, just the way the layering works and how the backgrounds move. Uh, like the main world is a hub, is like a watercolor background, but anything you can interact with kind of has that uh, like distinct, wiggle. Yeah, like distinct hard, wiggle. Yeah, like and uh, the hard outline. And too. the hard outlines and it animates just a little bit and it looks just off where you know where... You know when you're watching like an old cartoon, you're like, "Oh, that thing's gonna oh, move." That, that thing's gonna move. Yeah, it's not a part of the background. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's like that. Like they just all those little details, all these things they didn't have to do to make it look like this. Yeah, makes the game look wonderful. I mean, even like the little loading characters, like animated wonderfully. Like they go those extra like steps to make everything just kind of move at the same time. On top of that, the actual soundtrack is absolutely fantastic. It's like this crazy jazz uh upbeat jazz music that's yeah, just yeah it's like a big brass band every single like um 
Boss has their own music. There's like some songs with like lyrics in them that are really, actually like really good and not that like they're corny. But one of them is, and then there's one called like Die House where you meet the the Dice Man who sent Cuphead and Mugman. Oh to yeah, that's like a really good song. Um, really old school. That's just, like that's just the devil, isn't it? Doesn't it just like get the? the... Uh, I don't. No, there's like no, a there's... dude with a dice for his head. Yes, I've seen that guy. Head. I've seen that guy, but like the guy who like sent them on their quest is just the devil. Isn't it? Yes. Oh yes. But Dice Man is like also like friends with the devil, and it's like yeah, hey, you, you gotta know. give me those contracts like... of the souls. Um, so that looks fantastic. Like just watching that game, even dying over and over again, like it kind of sucks how hard that game is in some ways because I can't look at all the backgrounds. So everyone's like, wow, yeah. look at these backgrounds. Look how cool they are. And I'm like, I'm too busy trying not to die here. Um, but yeah, that's they're... the one thing that I'm like. Because I think I want, I think I want to play this game, but I, I also think that like I'm just like ah, this is gonna be like a pain to get through to like see all the cool stuff that I want to see. But I think that in some ways that gives me motivation. It kind of is the same way Dark Souls and like those type of games. The motivation is kind of like just experiencing that very interesting world, and since that's built around it, it's not just like oh, this game's hard for being hard. It's like no, I want to see what's next. I want to see how the this plays out and. Um, one of the best features to have is because this is a boss run game where there are like certain levels where you can just run through and do whatever, but I don't even think they might, it might not even be required to get to the next section. Um, but, uh, ever since that's a, uh, they give you coins. Uh, yeah, they give you coins, levels. but they're not required. Like you can, you can skip but those. The coin, yeah, but the coins let you buy upgrades. True. So I think that's the intended. But I mean, once you levels. buy the first round of upgrades, it doesn't really matter because you're just right. going to like, you could just stick with those if you want. They're the ones that just kind of like give you, um lateral upgrades as opposed to like straight up upgrades uh-huh um shoot what was i saying damn it uh have you not been, have you not been you buying any weapons and stuff you were saying like it's the it's good that like you were talking about it being a bot kind of a boss rush t- style game yes but why was i you, talking about that i don't know why i, I don't, I don't fucking I know I'm it's, not hard. Head, you know? Hard. It's, it's hard and i just completely lost it i don't know where it went <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I have been buying, like, only... I basically only have the, the one weapon I bought afterwards and the default weapon, and it seems to be fine. Like, I don't... Maybe I should buy some other ones to test it out. I mean, I have these coins. Like, no, fuck it. Why, why risk go, it? Why risk it? <laughs> I like these. These are too much my favorites. Um, That's really funny to me. This, this this game's really hard. I haven't tried any of the other items that might make well, it easier. Uh, That's what I was going to say. It's, it's, since it is a boss rush mode, every single boss encounters like very interesting you want to see all of them and how they progress and the fact that when you lose um you get to see kind of how far you got through that boss you see the different stages there's like little check marks where each stage is as you go through it and um the fact that you can see how close you were to getting the boss just gives you motivation you know it gives you motivation Mm -hmm. like oh well i almost made it that time like Mm -hmm. since i got that close i could probably actually finish it um so that's just that really helps a lot. It helps a lot more, and like, especially because there's no like health bar up above the boss or anything, which is another way of doing it. It kind of makes you feel better when you just look at the end of the game or end of the tr- attempt and see how far you got, as opposed to always having that like, oh, it's just a little bit more, just a little bit more, because then you start acting sloppy. And yeah. You start being like, oh, it's just got a little bit of health. Light. Like I noticed I do that in Bloodborne. I would sometimes just be like, oh, he's almost dead. Just just mash the button. Who cares? It's just sloppy play. But you know, if he dies, I don't have to worry about him anymore. Um. That's how you get killed. Exactly. That's how you get killed. But in Cuphead, it's like, no, you just play it like you just play it like you just keep playing it. You just keep playing it. There's Ignore no the life meter. Bar. Yeah, because there's nothing there. But it does give you that cool thing at the end when you die that shows you where you're. I've seen some. I've yeah, well, that's I think what he was talking, that's what I was talking about. about. Yeah, 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 that's nice. Um, and that you know helps with the motivation. 
Uh, what other things are I gotta say about this game? Uh, the... also, I fi- does it. Do you find it doing the opposite though of sometimes being like, not really? I was only I was only that far into that fight or whatever. Not really. Um, now, not honestly, not because you can kind of tell when you feel bad. Like, no boss is like super duper long and has like a ton of health. They all seem like to change a lot. And once you master like that particular phase, it's like pretty easy to get to the next one. And that that's the thing as a game. It's hard, but it's not unfair. It's very, uh, like, if you want, it's just a lot of p- pattern recognition. And uh, the hardest part's when sometimes the next phase is, like, randomized. So it'd be, like, one of, mm. like, three different uh, things come out. Like, this one is these frogs, and they turn into, like, a slot machine. You pull a slot machine, and it could be, like, one of three different, like, traps come at you. And you have to kind of figure out that each pattern is a trap, a different trap. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of figure out how to deal with those. Um which is challenging, but like it, once you get that down, it's once you figure out all three traps, it's very easy to go through those guys. They're not that hard. Um, so that's the other thing: is it's, this game is hard, but it's just it's it's not discouragingly punishing. Like maybe the first couple of tr- times you die, it may be a little bit like, oh man, how am I going to get through this? But then you just play a little bit more, and you kind of get used to it, and it it, right. it shows itself to be a little bit easier. That being said, it is kind of a bummer that like. There is a simple mode, but you can't actually beat the game on the simple mode. You can't get to, like, the last boss, from mm-hmm. what I've heard, which kind of sucks, because some people I know just want, like, you probably, Matt, don't want to, like, really engage with, like, the super hard parts, just want to kind of enjoy it. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a that, noob. I'm, that, I'm, not a, I'm not a pro gamer like Ethan. That, that was kind of, that um, Contra 4 on the Nintendo DS mm. had the same thing where, like, I, it, it was such a hard game that I put it on the lowest difficulty and got through it to... I want to say, like, two worlds from the final world, and then it's just like, all right, good warm-up. If you want to see more, you got to yeah, play, play it on a higher difficulty. difficulty. And I'm like, oh, but it's so hard. Yeah. Like, I wonder if that's, like, you get used to but the also, simple mode, I, and then you learn. So I've seen the simple mode, too, and the simple mode is, like, it cuts out full phases of the boss fights in some cases. <laughs> see, that's kind of lame. Cause well, just, that, like, that's a bit of a bummer. You don't get to see, you're not, like, so someone like me, I would actually prefer the normal mode because I'm not, I wouldn't actually be seeing all the content. Yeah, totally. It's, that's also without. kind of a weird thing, too, where it cuts out content like that. It doesn't just give them, like, lower health pools, which would be probably, a, I think, a smarter idea, but, because um, there's some, like, I think the uh, it, it, it first also slows down. Fight, it also slows down their attacks as well. Uh, well, the first plane fight, you, um... um it's like really beautiful in the last, like when she transforms, she's like a, a type of constellation lady and she turns to the moon at the end. Spoilers. And uh, the moon uh, looks super awesome. Like it looks so cool. And all that animation. I've seen, looks, I've seen, looks amazing. I've seen pictures. Yeah. Is uh, that it's really cool. The Hildeberg or whatever? I think so, yeah. Um, that's cool. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the pairing system, but I think you can kind of ignore it if you really want to. It's it's funny that they call it like a pairing system because yeah, like, yeah they, and they call them EX moves and too supers. for the like, a super uh, yeah, yeah for the uh, for the special moves but it's really get. just like it's like a special double jump you can do on certain projectiles and enemies right yeah it's a double jump and it gives is. you a little more super meter gotcha um, hmm. doesn't give you health I don't back. Know. so it's it's a risk reward type thing but I mean it's it's if you want to take down the boss fast like it's very useful to parry but yeah. it's like I don't know it's 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 okay it's not. Terrible, I think that the, the biggest thing, the biggest thing to me that strikes me as weird is that that is that the freaking you can only parry the pink projectiles, which is such a weird color choice because it does not stand out well at all. Yeah, because there's some that are and like I've heard red a lot of or purple, of, and it's like and I, I'm yeah. not sure. It looks alright. And I've heard a lot of complaints from people who are colorblind that it's like yeah. they can't they can't easily 
like yeah that's quickly sucks. tell like that's and even i watching some gameplay footage was like oh is that pink that that is not noticeable that's like yeah totally I, they could have picked a different know? color and mm-hmm. I, I don't know it's, it's that's a strange choice i agree yeah I, I, obviously i don't know if it's necessary or if it's just like another Another thing on top of it that, like, really skilled players can utilize to kind of style on the boss, so to speak. Yeah, yeah they do give you a rating at the end, and, like, depending on how much you pair, you do get a higher score, which I usually get low because I usually just don't parry because I forget, um, which probably is a bad habit. You probably should parry because it gives you lots of super and makes, makes yeah, the whole it, game it easier. Upgra- it ups your super meter, right, when you, yeah, when you parry? quite a lot. Um, what are the, the, only other, the only other criticism that I've heard about the game is that because of its amazing art style, it's a lot. It's, it's often very visually busy. See that? And, like, I honestly difficult to see I haven't where found your character that, is. I feel like everything's like very. Uh, it, it's got a lot of stuff going on, but it's all stuff you're supposed to avoid. All the background stuff is very easy to tell. It's like, I guess. Oh, I guess. The, I guess this is a co-op problem. Uh, that that can make that, sense. That that I can see. That, that makes this sense. Is what I've, uh... Also, because your two characters are like very point. similar, they're just different colors. Yeah. Like it's that's tough. That's tough to do. Um, my other criticism is the, uh, you can totally tell that this was a boss battle game that they wanted to make, like Shadow Colossus style. Yeah. And then everyone's like, it's just a boss battle game, we want more than that. And they're like, fine, whatever. So they added these, like, just okay platforming levels. They're yeah. Like, they're so, I don't know, it's just not, not it's not cool what I like about bosses. that game. It's like, I, you're running through and going, going as far as you can, and then you die at the last second. It's like, I don't know, it's. It's uh, it's hard to explain, but it's just it's you're not you don't feel like you're it's getting better against you're not mastering something you're just kind of like oh, I'm just going through this level trying to get all the coins I don't know it just has a different feel to it and it's not very it's not very satisfying to me not as fun as like oh I'm gonna master this boss I'm gonna get real good at it um, it's just kind of like yeah it's just some filler we threw in that's how it feels which is a bummer but man the sound design yeah, that's, of this game that's fine like the fact that every time you shoot it's like a snap he's snapping like that's mm-hmm. such a cool little yeah. thing. The um, the the sound of like the pig you buy stuff from is just like this is like hello, like this crazy like old. Oh yeah, sound. Like, like I've heard that. I've heard that pig. He's that pig is great. It's a freaking. It's a freaking gorgeous game. It's gorgeous. It's animated well. It's got great music. If there is a game that is like, if we had like a presentation category for um, game of the year, like this would win hands down. Like just the you mean uh, for the, the whole pixies? round pack, for the pixies. Uh, it's it's <laughs> all around. Like one complete package. I they thought we have a best. There. I thought we had a best looking game. Thing we have best looking game, but like this is everything. Like between the music, between the uh, sound you're effects. Saying it's best, you're saying it's best style. Yeah, best style. To quote, to, to quote style. Giant Bomb. Yeah, if you want to steal theirs. I don't know. I don't know, man. Persona Five is really good. Uh, yeah, but it looks like Persona Four. You know, it's got like Persona. Uh, 3. No, it does. I thought. I thought Ethan's. Uh, I thought Ethan's rebuttal to that was gonna be, yeah, but it's anime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I was thinking that in my head, but I was like, what if you use other argument? I don't know. Um, no, I I mean, I I'm just saying that as in like it would be a hard decision for me because I think Cuphead looks absolutely stunning and is super stylish in every way. So I just think Cuphead yeah. is so much more unique and like going out and taking attempting to make this style. Uh, Have you guys is... watched the GDC talk they did this year? No, uh-uh. it's, I watched it. It's like thirty minutes long. It's not that long. It's pretty good. It's it's from one of the illustrators, um, and it just shows how the process goes of how they make the characters, and mm. it's really cool. Um, and then how he animates them. He's one of the animators. So he like he does traditional animation. So he does it all uh. on like pa- they did they did everything on paper. Wow, that explains and, a lot. Like, yeah, it was yeah. all traditionally like they all animated it 
in the style of the 1930s. I will say, so this, they like, walk through the process of how they make the char- how they make a like a generic. You know, like here's a weird, how we would this make is this a weird character. bias for me. Um, the playing it on my projector and then going in because I have I bought the Xbox Play Anywhere version, so I can play it on my computer as well, which is very nice. Um, I booted up on my computer and like it just doesn't it doesn't look as good on like a LCD monitor as much it does as like being projected because just like the film grain and stuff looks very obviously fake um on a monitor while on like an actual mm. projector it looks uh, like projector, it, looks, it looks better it looks much better it looks much more realistic mm. um, interesting yeah cuz your cuz your projector has a lot of film grain on it uh a little bit i think it's just naturally on there like a little bit just cuz that's kind of how projectors work cuz they're projecting onto something so it just made it look fantastic and super awesome mm-hmm. but i mean obviously not everyone has that option but maybe i don't know maybe i'm biased and like gives me like this game's the best thing ever because it just totally plays into exactly how cool it would look on a giant screen yeah that game's super fun i'm really uh i'm really looking forward to digging into it more i just got to world two and kind of like tapped around on all the bosses and looked at them and was like oh this is a playing boss okay this is like some okay i see the gimmick here and i got pretty far on the first run on a few of them so um yeah really looking forward to banging my head against that game some more it's good yeah good how far are you in uh just got to world two okay cool well other than that i've seen from your instagram and snapchat feeds that you've been to indicate how was that this year um I'm so interesting i couldn't go interesting so it's um, where was it this year this, it was not at usc usc no, right? th- this year it was at uh little tokyo so it was actually at the little tokyo museum they have like a Asian, I think it's called the Asian American Museum. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I gotta look that up real quick because I don't want to get that wrong. It is at the uh uh nope that's not that's not helping. <laughs> little Tokyo doesn't help. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, it's in Little Tokyo. Japanese okay. American National Museum. Okay. Okay. Um, which is weird. Um. So it felt very small. Like this is a very small indicator. It's smaller than last year, and I don't know if that's last year didn't feel like particularly big either. I, this is smaller. This was much smaller. Yeah. Um, I think it might be because they have two different. We went um, Sunday. Me and my girlfriend went Sunday, and um, Saturday I guess is the last day they had the nominees up there, so you can kind of go and check out all the. Oh. Yeah, they. I mean, if I recall from previous years, Sunday was kind of like the tearing down day. Yeah, so they kind of like closed down everything, and it was like. But the thing is, is they don't sell like I just want to go day. I don't want to really do the night game stuff, but it's like, just pay for like a whole other night game thing, which you you can't like be like, oh, I just want to go during the day. It's like no, you have to buy the day and night pass. There's no option. Or oh, really? That's uh, yeah. that's weird. That's not how they did it before. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of weird. Um. But whatever. Uh, so, but there was still like a decent amount of like interesting games, and it was definitely worth the trip just because um, going to Little Tokyo was actually really cool because it, it was like right across the street from like that area with a bunch of awesome food places, and they actually give you a little guide when you go when you uh, pick up your badge indicate for like here's a food guide for all the awesome like snacks and stuff you can get at, like certain places, which is like <laughs> nice. which is really cool. That's nice. Um, That's better compared to last year when we didn't. Have... Last year, yeah, it was we like those a food, food trucks. Desert. Yeah, this was way those better. Food Food trucks where they ran out of rice at the at the God, Japanese that was the food worst. truck. I forgot about that. Yeah, I, that I was... remember about I remember that, and I wasn't even there. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, but yeah, it was very small. There was, uh, I felt like probably like half as many games as there were last year. 
which is kind of kind of a bummer. Um, the other thing that was weird is so some of it was outside, and then some of it was in the actual museum itself, and it felt really weird because upstairs they like this upstairs part. You could basically walk around the museum, so you get like free entry in museums, which is kind of cool. But then like they had the uh, they had like a model of a Japanese internment camp and like like a like oh, it wasn't a model, it was like the actual it was actually one of them, and. They had just game set up like right next to it. So you're like playing this VR game, and it's like Japanese tournament cap like right next to it, like literally. Like I was like, oh, this is oh, like it's a crazy. All right. It's only a model. Nope, it's, it's fine. a real one. It's fine. No, well, it's, uh... it's, it's a real one. You could walk right through it and like be like, oh yeah, they uh, people what if, sleep in this. Yep. What if that was their thought? They're like, see how terrible it is here in the real world. Yeah. Why don't you just slip on this VR headset and transport? Maybe. I honestly, when I walked up, I was like, oh man, they went all out in the decorating, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. I thought it was part of the game because I didn't know. No. And then I read, oh, and I was like, no. oh man, that's this, oh, is, no. this is weird. Because it just seems so ridiculous to put that next to that. Anyway, uh, so what games did I play? Let's see. I got a little, got my little business cards here. Uh, I played this game called for like a minute called Anamorphine, which the developer is an Anamorphs. Is an Anamorphs game? game? Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, that's the only reason I play in it. Uh, the developer is called Artifact Five, and they have their motto is keeping it surreal, which is very accurate. It was interesting because I was like, what is this game? Like, oh, it's a, it's a narrative experience about depression. And I was like, okay, I played it. I had no freaking clue what this game was about. It was just random stuff happening. But it looks very pretty. It's, very, it's a 3D game where you're kind of walking, walking simulator type game. And it, the interesting thing was that the music was really good. It was very, uh, very heavy in like the cello side of things. And... So every so often the screen would just fade away into like the next scene. And it was a very much a surreal experience of like walking through this person's mind. And that was very cool. Um, interested to know more about that game, which I have not looked up yet. Uh, there's another game called Mendel, which is some uh, very small indie game. I think it might actually be free. I could be wrong. Uh, but it's basically this procedurally generated uh, island with a bunch of trees on it. And you can just pick two of each tree. And just combine them and plant them and kind of it's kind of like a oh, that gardening makes type sense. thing. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense with the name then. Exactly. Yeah. So that was neat, relaxing, fun. You gotta name the plants, you get to see everyone else's name, what they call plants. You could be like, oh, this this, this one's called butt munch. Uh it's because it's from the butt <laughs> plant and the munch plant. So now it's the butt munch plant. I don't know. That's not that didn't actually happen, but I figured that's like something that some Someone would do. <laughs> Someone would definitely Someone do would that. Definitely that didn't know. actually happen. I tried to do it during the demo. The guy told me not to do that. So <laughs> the guy, just, the guy, the, the guy said, "Stop that. That's weird. No one's done that before. No one ever no does one, that sort no of thing. One, no one ever does that. Everybody takes their gardening very seriously." Um, what are things to play? Uh, there's a couple. <laughs> no, no. This is Butt Munch '69. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a game called uh, The Black Widow, which is, I believe, was it about spider. No, it was about a. Well, it's about there's, Scarlett Johansson. There's no animorphs. There's no, this is the worst indie game. Seriously, it's all gone downhill. No, um, no indie, no indie devs getting that hot animorphs license. It's too expensive. <laughs> Can't wait for Activision to jump on that. So Black Widow is this game. It's like a. Uh, it's very similar to her story in some ways, but it's based on this. I guess what they call Australia's first serial killer is what they say. It's this lady who killed, oh, wow. who was accused of killing her own 
husband and then her future lover, I believe. And eating him? Oh. No, not doing... So no, not her that future lover? So not, like, so like the lover I'm going to have sex with <laughs> him one day. But for now, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> one day I'll have sex with him, but not before he's dead. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I may so have done off, these like, things out of order. It's based off her diary. And actual transcripts, which is kind of interesting. Just, this is gross and creepy. Then I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I want to play this game. Um, Sounds gross and creepy. So you kind of use this like Ouija board type device to like, oh yeah, type, type things and then like type a keyword and then that keyword will trigger something. And so it's like very basic. Uh, it's like her story in a lot of ways. It's kind of basic. Um, the character model needs a little bit of work. It's kind of took me out. Though animation wasn't that great. The voice actor is pretty good, but the animation needs a little bit of work. Um, but it's it's actually a pretty interesting little game. Just you're kind of mesmerized by this like weird talking head talking to you. Um, so that game was actually pretty interesting. I didn't actually look it up because I think the reason they brought this up is because uh, there's new evidence recently that says that maybe she was innocent the whole time, actually innocent as opposed to being convicted, which she was. What? Hmm. So that makes it a little more interesting that's true and that's like oh maybe she's innocent. You know, it's like uh, it's like all the cool true crime things, but different. <laughs> uh, and I think let's see what else is there uh, uh, there's this really cool game that I actually didn't play but I looked at it was called Inner Space it was the game oh I think we've seen a trailer trash yeah I think that. we might have yeah I think we have that game looks really cool because basically what they did is instead of taking a planet they turned it inside out so you're kind of trapped inside this planet, but there's no gravity doesn't mean the same thing. So you're just kind of flying around this, these crazy caverns that are all like turned inside out. It's very pretty, very, very pretty. Um, but it's just kind of like a, you're like a drone that gets awoken or whatever, and you can fly around. Uh, the developer was very, very nice about it. Um, ta- explaining kind of how the game worked, yeah, but it was still... That's what- that's what makes Indicate so fun is just the like being able to talk straight to the devs in a lot of yeah. cases or people who are close to the game and yeah. find out what what's going on with it from mm-hmm. them. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of French developers out there um, from France, which is very interesting talking to all of them. They were very, very excited to show the game. It's one of the games that um, was this co-op game. It was like a pretty interesting concept. A little complicated for not having a tutorial. It just kind of throws you in. Okay. But it was um, one person plays like a spy. And is trying to go and steal like hack things, but they're in as a person, they're in in person there. Another person plays as like the remote hacker, so they have a view of kind of the whole map, and they're going through, traveling through like the mainframe, traveling through walls, traveling to different computers, and like opening doors for the actual person who's hacking. And you're also enabling uh, as the person who's on the floor, enabling that hacker to be able to get into certain things. So you're kind of using teamwork. And if one person gets captured. The other person has to like try to rescue them. They have like a short, limited amount of time. Um, if someone gets caught, again, there's like an alarm, like a time for an alarm to go off. You both have to get together and like undo the alarm. It's actually pretty cool, but there's just a lot of stuff going on, and there's like a whole other like the real person has to avoid real people, and then the hacker has to avoid these red firewalls that are bouncing around. So it was pretty hectic to get uh, first started on, but. It actually seems like a really cool co-op game. Uh, needs uh, you all play as like anamorphic animals. So I play as like a panda man. Anamorphic pretty... animal. An- what's that word? <laughs> anthropomorphic. No, anamorphic. Anim- no, I heard no anamorphic. It's yeah, new I mean, he anamorphic. Said, he said game. anamorphic. <laughs> I knew what he meant. No, it's the new animorphs game. Animorphs. 
Where's the centaur? We found man? it. Where's <laughs> <laughs> the centaur powers? <laughs> All right. Um, so that game's cool. Ed, one of the other games. Um, so my girlfriend never tried VR before, but one game um, that actually looked really cool, and I was like, ah, oh, maybe she should she should wait in line and try this one for the first time. It's this game called Luna, which was developed by um, uh, a few ex Journey devs made Ooh. this. Um, basically, it's like it's a demo, so I'm not sure how the full game is, but the demo seemed to be you're in VR. You put together these constellations, and then you just hang out in this nice, chill, like, garden, planting garden stuff. Garden stuff. Planting plants. And, like... And you call uh, the plants, but plant. Call the plants, but plant. No, but you can make, like, lily pads on the ground and, like, all sorts of things. Just very calming, and you're, like, kind of looking over this terrarium because you're in space. And it kind of has this, like, very calm, very serene-type feel to it. And you're playing with this, like, little bird man that, like, a little bird... It's just a bird. It's not a bird man. Sorry, I don't want to. I want to make sure to get that out of the well, way. Let's let's be because if it's a bird man, it might be an animorph. I know, it might be an animorph. Can't have those running around here. <laughs> Plays a little bird. They're just trying to protect the world from the yurks, okay? <laughs> the yurks, jeez, man. <laughs> I read a lot of those books. Really? So. I don't think I've read a single one. I just always was like, wow, that. They're trying to protect them from the yurks. I read they a got- couple. There, uh, there's, there's, there, there's the Yurks and the Taxons and the Hork Bajur. What do the Taxons do? I the the Taxons are like giant centipede monsters. Huh. Like the Yurks are the evil bad guys, and they have other minions that they that the Yurks are little worm slugs that go in people's ears and control their brain. I like and Tobias. Tobias is a hawk. He gets stuck. He's a, well, he's a human first, but then he gets stuck in the hawk form, and then you can only be an animorph. You can only be morphed. For one hour, uh, then you to get stuck forever, and he he got he got he, he was in the morph for longer than an hour, and he got stuck as a hawk in the very first book, and then for the rest of the series he's a hawk. Everybody else gets to transform into lots of stuff. He's a hawk. Hmm. I dig it. Kill the Yerks. Anyway, this Luna game looks really cool. Actually, kind of made me like, oh man, that that seems like another good VR game. That actually seems very awesome. It has Austin Wintry soundtrack. You know, it's gonna be sick. Of course, you like it then. No, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, it seemed it seemed like a really neat game. That was probably the game that stood out to me the most. Um, as far as everything that maybe like Black Widow was pretty interesting. Um, why don't you just marry Austin Wintory since you love him so much? No, Austin Wintory does good work. He does make good. No, work. he's great. Uh, what's the game he just did? Uh, oh yeah, the one you're playing, tail. Ricard. Yeah, Tooth and Tail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, and I think that was basically all the stuff at Indiecade. It's great. Was there any kind of like weird social experiment things going on? No, because no? those usually happen at like night games, and I wasn't able to go to that. Mm. Um, there was giant uh, exploding kittens and like giant cards, and I was like, cool. I remember that game. That's a that's a fun game. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, you know, but, uh, there's some people playing some LARPing going on. Oh shit! Oh, they also had Wait, Nesquik LARPing was out there handing and... out Nesquik, and the Nesquik was what? protein muscle builder. Nesquik gets swole. Oh boy! Oh shit! Did the rabbit look all swole on the front? <laughs> no, I wish that'd be awesome. Oh, missed opportunity. Now that rabbit's brand is too strong. You can't do that. He <laughs> can't great. change his look. Can't change his look. <laughs> but yeah, Indicate is great. I, I I kind of mixed feelings about the new venue. 
I wish they could just go back to the the culver spot they had yeah, at the very place beginning. Good. It had they, good they food. Kind of out, it. They kind of outgrew it. That was the problem. Yeah, because there wasn't really so any more spots to grow. But they just they just haven't found a very good spot to grow into. All the places they've chosen have been like, let's split up this entire thing in like different areas where it's not. I didn't mind like, the last one too much. If it wasn't for the bad food. I, I the, yeah, the split up was USC okay. Was fine. It just felt a lot less lively you know what i mean like I, I liked the kind of like outdoor like street fair kind of style of the of yeah. the first one this one i feel misses both of those yeah which is kind of a bummer mm. um but uh yeah maybe i don't know it's was, it was still a good time good time worth the trip i've done a lot of talking uh, about words well <laughs> yeah, you're not used to it. usually you're just wow. quiet for the whole thing god we're making Ethan pull his weight this podcast. Yeah, man. All right, well, that's all, pr- that's all the video games this week. Why are you such a prima donna today? Well, we did, you know, he's going to go to his trailer if, he does, if we don't give in to his demands. Yeah, you guys got to, like, this, what, this is... Where's my PRA? Pere? What is that stuff called? I want that. I want that rich Perrier? juice. Perrier? Perrier. Animorph. Give me that. It's called, anim- it's called Animorph. It's called Animorph. <laughs> give me that rich Where's period. my Animorphic... <laughs> <laughs> infused water. <laughs> the yurts no, are gonna he, kill me. What are those? Things? The yurt. The yurks. A yurt is like a, a tent. Yurt. A tent from a big Mongolia. Tent is gonna fall. These big tents to kill me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the Eurasian steppe. <laughs> <sighs> Should we? Uh... The, the news. The news, guys. Let's let's get this out of the way right now. The good life is not gonna make its goal on Fig. It's not. And then uh, Swery says he's gonna take it to Kickstarter. That's gonna go well. Yeah. That's if he's weird. A- especially if he's asking for just as much money, it's totally gonna work. The only thing I can think of is that, like I think, like I said, like Kickstarter has the potential to get more publicity, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. I feel our like... F- but, yeah. Our 40-day battle ended in failure wrote Hidetaka Swery Swahiro. Uh, that is Polygon reporting. Uh, let's see. He reached uh, about 37% of its goal of $1.5 million, ultimately. Which, again, n- a pretty respectable showing, the amount of money that he raised, but it's just like, when you're asking yeah. for that much, it's just, you know... I'm deeply grateful, this is sweary, I'm deeply grateful to everyone who pledged and invested. We may not have been able to hit our goal this time, but please, don't worry. All of your passion has touched the hearts of every member of our development. Your support has become the fuel we'll use to carry on. So he's pretty adamant that he still wants the game to happen, and like you said, he's going to be moving it over to Kickstarter. Uh... So Swery's gonna keep on fighting. I don't know. I don't know if this is a fool's errand. This good life game, but uh, good luck to Swery. Kind of a sad ending-ish to that saga, but not one that was. It's unforeseen. not end, I guess. It's not an end, and it certainly it's, wasn't. Uh, like it certainly looked it, like it was heading in that direction, but it's still. the end. It's the end of the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not the beginning of the end. Indeed, I really also, hope he gets that. I really hope he gets the game made. I also, so. I didn't read this story, but there was another story that said, "Please stop asking Swery about D four." 
So he's never going to. He's never going to yeah. be able to answer that. That's, I mean, he doesn't own that. He, thing, he doesn't own so. that, and and also, I'm sure, like, even if he like knows what's going to happen with it or knew at some point, he's he doesn't have like the rights to talk. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he probably signed some sort of legal thing when he left the company. And he's probably also kind of bummed that he didn't get to make his game that he wanted to make. So yeah, yeah. Like I feel like that's just stop asking him about it. Just go, Boston, go. Seriously. So VR, that's a thing that people keep trying to make happen, and this looks like it could potentially be the best opportunity for VR yet. Oculus has announced a standalone VR headset, the Oculus Go, which is going to retail at $199. What? Now how much would you pay? How does that $199, work? $199 apparently. Okay, this is was actually like, announced is it just like way like cheaper like This in, was like announced in terms of by Mark Zuckerberg cuz uh, they own they own Oculus. At Oculus Connect, I guess uh sort of like a press conference. Do you like how like he's completely taken over as like the face of that? Yeah, forget about that former lucky guy. Who? No, what? Here. Me, I'm so much less problematic, I'm, except I'm yeah. not, but it's, forget yeah, about that. Me, me, the man who sold ads to the Russians over the entire election series. Forget about that. Well, it's funny, because I actually me, saw a tweet about me, the man who, the Me, the man who live-streamed his virtual tour through Puerto Rico during the hurricane disaster relief. And I had to saw, a big apology uh, about that. was played that. by Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Probably the worst thing to happen to me. No, <laughs> hey, Jesse Eisenberg's fine. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen Batman vs. V Superman? No. Oh no. <laughs> I, but I don't. I don't think I blame the actors for the problems oh, totally with that, not. With totally that movie. Not. And uh, to be fair, he's Ethan, one say? of the more entertaining parts of that movie. Go on, Ethan. What are you? What are you gonna chime uh, in with? Uh, you? He's uh, just say he's actually at Oculus Connect, which is weird. He's just hanging out. Well, oh, well, I think he is technically still in. No, he's fired. He's not there anymore. He's at. He's doing is his he... own thing. So okay. That's what's weird about it. He's okay, just hanging so... out. He wasn't fired. Fired, right? He was like, he's let go or whatever. Let go. Like, yeah. Like he was like, I'm gonna resign, but it's like you were asked to resign. So, right, anyway, yes. so Zuckerberg said, uh, this is again Polygon reporting, uh, that the Oculus Go won't require a separate PC or mobile device. It's a standalone, like, a device on its own. Like, doesn't require any So how do you equipment. play, what, how, does the game, how do you, down, the games get downloaded onto the headset? Is it have storage? I believe so, yeah. It, it seems that's the way that it goes, which is... Makes it seem like it should be more expensive. I don't know how. Yeah, it's less how is it? How is it? How is it so cheap? Let's see. Hardware front bar said Oculus Go will include a fast switch LCD display with two hundred. Wait, two. What well, has? Yes. Okay, go. Go, go no, go on. I was gonna say if it, if it doesn't require any connection to anything else, it's not gonna be able to power or anything. Like you're not the games on it are not gonna look. You know, I mean, they've been they, they, like a phone game, probably. In. Yeah, it's gonna look phone like, but in VR, you don't really need like the best graphics. It's Makes like, no, but I mean, think of what you could do if you had a lot of power. You could do something cool. It's true, but I feel like that's where the uh, hooked up Oculus Rift will come into play. It's like, oh, you want the full power? Who does this? Um, the thing that kind of makes you go like, eh, this is kind of whatever, is because like this is similar to. Uh, this the Gear VR similar to like the 
Daydream, I think is the Google one, where it's just like you shove your phone in and then you got VR. Like, it's cool you don't have to buy a phone now, a specific phone. Like, that's cool. But there's no tracking yet for hands or any stuff like that. So they actually, uh, I think it was a year ago, they prototyped the, San, they called it Santa Cruz, which is this type of headset, but it can track um, hands. It, the controllers will mm. work with it, which I think that is where it's going to be the next time because I think VR without the hand tracking is just kind of whatever. Yeah, and I it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword where it's like, you, so far they've been able to make these headsets w- that cheap but without the hand tracking, which is not good, and then they have the full power sets that have the hand tracking, but it's like you really need a lot of space and you need a very mm-hmm. powerful... You need a That's very the thing, is like, I, I saw the Oculus go down, they dropped the price permanently to $400, which is cool. I'm like, oh, cool, maybe... And I was like, for a second, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should uh, save up a little bit of money and get that. And then I was like, but... My computer is not in an area where there's a lot of room. Um, and, like, it's just going to be such a pain to set that up every time. It's like, I'll never use that. What would be way better is if I just had, like, a standalone headset I could just play without the front room or something like that. But I want the hand tracking. So it seems like this is all just kind of, like... I mean, yeah, for one ninety nine, you're not going to get the full package. Like, there's no, no way they could ever do anything close. No, I know, but even... I, I want the Santa this... Cruz version. I would pay more. I would pay, like, you know maybe $300 for its own standalone headset. Yeah, th- this sounds to me like something, like especially with Zuckerberg announcing it, of like they're not even aiming for game people with this. It's true. I feel like this is definitely like a... Because Zuckerberg's like huge on VR, and it's not about the gaming potential of it. Like, That's true. Like I said, he did a freaking tour of Puerto Rico. <sighs> he, he did like a tour of Puerto Rico. Like his like his like me version of him on a real live background of real devastating yeah. Puerto Rico like walking like wow look at what's going on over here it's like oh my gosh but that was like the whole thing of like that's his that's his idea of it is like you can connect people like Facebook and I can track everybody what they're doing <laughs> yeah. while they while they do that <laughs> yeah. um mm. but yeah I don't think this is aiming for I mean I'm sure it'll have games but I don't think it's gonna like gaming to him I think is like. That's how we get people to buy these things, is have games on them. Yeah. Well, they announced their new, like, uh, virtual space area, which I guess when you start an Oculus Rift, you're brought into, like, this fake house or whatever. But now you can, like, decorate the house, make it look all cool, and actually invite people into your house to, like, hang out and play games or whatever. So it's making it feel a little bit more social as opposed to, like, you know, oh, I just sit in this house just to start up my stupid uh, desktop here or my stupid uh, shooting gallery game or whatever. Um. So they're definitely, yeah, you're right. They're leaning into that social experience more, which I think is something that's nice because uh, VR can be just so isolating in a lot of ways, but actually like socializing with someone I've heard. I've not done it, but I've heard it's really cool to see someone else on there and actually kind of like acknowledge that they're another person on that end. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just waiting for that the Santa Cruz version to come out. they got to have that, that hand tracking, man. Once you go hand tracking, you can't go back. That's what I say. Once you go hand oh, track, right. you'll never go back. There you go. Once also, you go ha- yeah. Once you go hand track, you won't ever go back. Back. Yep. Backpack. Also, speaking of tone deaf things, at the end of this, uh, their keynote or whatever, they're like, 
VR can do like at the beginning they're like oh VR can help with like science stuff or can like help with humanity and it's gonna like connect people and all this stuff and then at the end it's like what about this game called Gun Club where you can just shoot guns and like oh, oh you yeah. check out your guns and check it out and all this stuff nothing like, bad has happened in the news lately with guns nope not at all so that was uh yeah that was a little bad that was a little yeah. bad they're making some, they're making some weird decisions man they're making doing some weird stuff sucks sucks. Uh, so, guys, are you guys in, are you kids, are you kids into the e-sports? No. Eh. No. I mean, I guess I watch I mean, Evo. Kind, I, I mean, well, kind of, yeah, I, I watched, I've watched them, I've watched them Overwatch matches. Well, do you have the Hulu too. streaming service on your nope. streaming device? Nope. No? Nope. I do. Well, then, how would you like to check out one or more of our four original esports programs from the Esports League? Mm. Esports programs. Isn't it? It's not actually just, like, the games. It's, like, something nope. about esports. So, definitely uh, not. No, so definitely e-sport- not. No. <laughs> so, nope. so uh, the ESL nope. I think is I'm good. going to have four shows uh, streaming soon on Hulu, uh, including... And so Polygon here lists out the four shows that are out. So I'll just uh, read the brief summary on each one. So the first show is Player v. Player, a gamified debate show featuring both shoutcasters and influencers arguing with each other for points. Let's the get resu- on that show. The result, ESL... Said no, would be I want to die. an urgent, passionate conversation among signature esports personalities, connecting communities while also pitting them against one another. At the conclusion of the show, both sides will face off in a final challenge over a classic video game. That sounds pretty lame. That sounds pretty lame. I kind of want to watch it. I kind of want to see it. I want to see who they have on it. I think that's something that would be fun to watch with all you guys and nobody else. Fucking train wreck it would be. All right, so the next show is called Boot Camp. Now, this one sounds slightly more interesting and more esports focused, albeit I'm not a fan of the game choice. A weekly series that will follow the Immortals esports team on their way to a high-profile Counter-Strike global offensive tournament in Oakland, California. ESL said that the series will give unprecedented access to the inner workings of a professional esports team with scrimmages and practice sessions at the team house as they formulate a new strategy and build team chemistry. Uh, that uh, could be more interesting. That definitely seems a little bit more interesting just because like you I I've seen like very brief snippets of like esports teams, like how they live and like what their like practices are and stuff like that. But I've never really like I don't know what their day to day is. So that seems like it could be a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um as long as it doesn't get too like reality showified, you know, with like artificial drama Oh, I totally will. Stuff. It totally will, but I wish it wouldn't. I wish you would just leave it. Just be. be honest. Just be honest, man. Just be the, British uh, break off. Just be British break off. Third show is called Defining Moments. And it's classified as a kind of news magazine, 
ESL says it will cover impactful moments in esports history, including trick shots and insane reflex skills, controversial moves and their impact on gaming history, or long-lasting rivalries and how they came back came to be. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Guests will include players, developers, and sports scientists. I don't know. Sounds like it could be kind of lame, but with some decent aspects like with some cool aspects to it i like the impacting on games history that's pretty interesting Mm -hmm. um that could be a cool thing where it's like oh man check out how these doom players like broke everything or whatever i don't know something like that there's every room for that sort of yeah interesting analysis the fact they have something called sports scientists though is kind of strange yeah is that a real thing it's probably yeah well because like literally espn runs this feature called sports science which talks about like the science behind like throwing throwing a football with a perfect spiral and like how many seconds it takes for like a you know professional league uh outfielder to recognize the trajectory of a ball to get to where it's going to land like in time to be able to catch it and stuff like that hmm. and it's it's usually interesting stuff i feel like it's going to be less interesting when it comes to a video game but yeah uh but still could have merit i suppose and lastly, it's is a thing called ESL Replay, a documentary-style roundup of four major ESL tournaments created within one week of the live event. I think those are at least uh, Dota 2, CSGO, and... No, maybe this isn't the right. This is a different thing. I'm yeah, no, it says uh, Dota 2, CSGO, and PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. What's the fourth one? Ah! It's probably League of uh, Legends. I don't know. Either way, uh, yeah, I mean, this seems interesting. I honestly would probably like tune in for a little bit, but I uh go with the low, low expectations, just kind of how it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure like there's definitely an audience out there for this. I don't know if I necessarily am like I will watch streams of like games played competitively of games that I like. I don't know if any of this falls within that spectrum. But uh, but it's be, it'll be interesting how they kind of pull this off presentation-wise. If it comes off very, like, pandering and kind of like, how do you do, how do you do, fellow kids? Or if it comes out, like, more as, like, treating these things like the legit sports that they're trying to be yeah. like, you know? I don't know. Uh, player versus player just sounds kind of lame. That <laughs> I ain't, I ain't buying lame. it. That one definitely sounds lame. But only time will tell, as the hit 80s band Asia uh, will tell you. All right. So, guys, um, I don't know if any of you guys got into the or want, even bothered to want to play the, the Star Wars Battlefront 2 beta that just went down. I downloaded it and never played it. <laughs> yeah, Sounds I mean, right. to, to just go off track a little bit, uh, I... I'm interested in to see how that game is received. I definitely liked the first one for about a week of which is about as much content as it actually had on release is about as much yeah, to enjoy this for one about a week. Seems like it's fixing all the problems that I I mean I didn't buy the first game but mm-hmm. it seems like it's fixing all the problems that I had with the first game. Totally, but it might be creating some new ones because people were definitely up in arms about uh the fact that Within the beta, it kind of revealed the 
progression system oh. was tied behind yes. uh, loot crates. Oh, loot really? The hot yes. new mm. thing to be mad about. Which is I'm, the new which thing is all, and, that everybody's doing. And, and everybody's mad. And everyone's mad. And I don't blame everybody for being mad. Totally. But also, it's not like... I mean, considering like Activision Blizzard just announced that they... What made like like something like two billion off or two mm-hmm. like some some ridiculous amount off of their post game sales? Yeah, uh, I, that is mm-hmm. not surprising. There's some interesting thoughts we could have about loot boxes. So um, yeah, so just to kind of clear up this to, to figure out this story, I guess uh, alongside um, you know cosmetic things, uh, a lot of the game's progression, including cards called star cards. Which I guess are let's see what is it, star card? Where was it? Where is it? Essentially, star cards are. Let me see. I need. I need you, to actually uh, get the, you duplicate the correct star cards. No, uh, no, 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 no. That's not it. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, let's hmm. see. Okay, so star cards. Uh, these offer upgraded versions of basic stats and abilities for the multiplayer mode. Star cards are crucial for anyone who wants to develop the most powerful characters and ships possible, but they're only obtainable through random loot drops. So it's kind of a weird situation because the original Battlefront, I remember's progression system had a lot of it open up fairly early, and essentially you could just buy the one weapon that you really wanted to buy and then like you kind of were you can I like mean, run around with weird like like stormtrooper faces where yeah stormtroopers with people yeah and, and well and that's the thing and in, in a weird way like that kind of hurt the replayability at least for me was that because every like gun caught was sort of up to be purchased from the start I found would end up finding a gun that I really liked and play with it forever because I didn't want to waste money buying like a bunch of other guns or whatever. So it's an interesting system to hide these behind loot cards, like uh, behind loot boxes, because it's like it, it gives more incentive for you to keep playing and also to keep uh, trying out different stuff. But it also seems like these can be purchased with actual live money, which seems of course like they can. Uh, which would be, frankly, giving certain players that can afford it an unfair advantage. And I think that's where is there like a natural progression to this, or is this just like random drops? Like... I believe they're random drops. And I think Any, that's anything where... that's not cosmetic is problematic in a loot crate. Yeah, yeah. That's where I think the big divide in this debate about loot boxes, and I think I kind of wanted to use this story just as a way to talk about it a little bit. I think the great divide is when you start... Like, you can complain all you want about a Blizzard, or excuse me, rather, Activision Blizzard being stingy with, with you know, the loot drops. Oh, and I the, will. The, and the RNG kind of being weird about that sort of stuff and the algorithms being all off because of how many items they've added. But at the end of the day, you're still talking about things that are purely cosmetic dropping out of those loot boxes rather than things that will actually affect your game. And I think it's also great, not great, but it's also timing in terms of shadow of war just came out. And that's another game that has a lot of very game off affecting loot box drops that, can also be paid for so i think uh, the problem people have with that game is 
Um, I mean, there's so many different types of loot boxes and how to go about doing it. And like you said, uh, it actually affects the gameplay. It's not like cosmetic stuff. It's not like, oh, you get a cool, dumb thing to put on uh, Talon or whatever his stupid name is. But it's got a funny hat. <laughs> I, I think uh, it, um, I think it is Talon. Or yeah, Talion. that's it. Um, anyway, it's it's the fact that at the end, the end game after you beat the game turns into like this major grind fest, and I believe the only way to get like the best the best orcs is to put it on like legendary like you have to get these legendary orcs that drop only out of like loot boxes which is fine yeah uh except you can get those loot boxes normally but they start coming in at like a slow drip at the end of the game you have to do a lot of grinding and it's just kind of like one of those things where they know that people are gonna get mad at this they're gonna want to spend a little bit of money mm-hmm. like i i think that's the problem is I don't mind loot boxes. If they like, if like injustice, I had no desire to buy loot boxes. Cause there's just so many flipping loot boxes. Mm-hmm. It was almost overwhelming the amount of loot you'd get. Uh, so you always felt like you're getting something, but when they do that thing where it's like, Oh, if I only had this little bit of thing, oh, I guess I could, I guess I do want to buy it. I think that's when it gets shady because you're giving people the option to, if they want to, they're low on time. They have a bunch of money. They want to spend bam. They can spend some money and get like, get uh to the next part of that game faster or whatever maybe they just want to see the next part that's fine if they want to do that that's okay but it's the part where the normal play time is really slow and boring and grindy mm-hmm. it's kind of what rubs me the wrong way it seems to rub everyone else the wrong way especially in the shadow mordor's case i believe forza has a similar issue uh but totally, i'm not 100 yeah. sure how that works forza 7 is the other big one that everyone's talking about from what i've heard the progression in forza is like almost entirely dependent on your loot box drops. Yeah. And uh to the point where it's like again, a situation where it's like well, you know what? I'm going to buy like 10 loot boxes and hopefully I'll get this thing that I need to like to to soup up this car or whatever like that. You know, which is you know, it it's interesting because you think of a game even like Hearthstone where it's game that is based on random pulls from packs that you purchase but that game mm-hmm. is free to play to begin with you know you're yeah. not paying anything up front that's a big that's to a big be difference. playing to be playing that game and so yeah you'll be willing to drop you know uh you know 15 bucks here for a pack for like a group of co- grouping of cards or like 20 bucks when a new expansion drops because it feels like it feels different whereas when you're buying a game like shadow of mordor for 60 dollars you expect to have the game be completely open to you in terms of like being able to progress at a normal and balanced clip and not feel like the game is pushing you to purchase this additional shit. You know? Yeah. Like if, um, I don't know, this might be weird, but if destiny had loot boxes and they added in right now, which obviously it does, but they're all cosmetic right now. I think you might get gun mm-hmm. mods, I think, but anyway, but yeah, most... I think there, I think there are gun mod drops, but, it, I don't know. It's Destiny's a weird, a weird case. A weird edge case, yeah. But um, yeah, if they start adding like, oh, you could like spend a bunch of money to get a bunch of engrams. Like, I don't know. That's that would kind of ruin the game in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. in some ways. But I think here's the other thing: is EA actually did loot boxes ages ago back in Mass Effect Three when it was yes, the, the multiplayer. The multiplayer. I but, remember that. But the difference is the multiplayer was cooperative. So that made it a little, it's like, oh, you don't have an advantage over me. I mean, you do, but it's not like you're going to kill me or whatever and take the fun out. It was cooperative, and it also felt like the additional mode 
onto what was a game you like what was a fully fledged game that you already purchased uh you know like the the multiplayer didn't seem you know it did it it, it wasn't it, the reason you came to that game it wasn't the yeah exactly yeah that's what i'm trying to say yeah. essentially yeah it's it's a weird balance but like and and more to your point it would be like if destiny did drop like a free uh like a or if destiny's end game was like you had to be like power level 400 to to play like the end game stuff and the way that your you know your engrams would drop you were only going to be getting to about like level 280 with any kind of normal play schedule and you could grind for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to get up to level you know power level 400 to to play the end game or you could buy these things that would yeah. could spawn legendary and uh and exotic engrams if you just spent like you know five bucks yeah and that see that's that seems weird they i think i don't know if it's this but i know wow has a i think a button now where you can spend money to get to like the t- level cap mm-hmm. if you want to do that yes i have seen i've i've heard about that like i re- i remember they were advertising it and i think this was a couple of years ago as like you know, buy buy the game now and start a new character at yes, level ninety nine or do that. something like that, um, or whatever the level cap. Yeah, is. I think it was like if you want to get back in this expansion, it costs this much money or whatever. Um, which is cool, fine. That's that's cool, but I think it it comes down to like, oh, you're missing content. That's actually pretty interesting. Like, I think the leveling up process is actually kind of fun and wow. But some people uh-huh. just don't have time for it. They just want to get into the rating or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they want to they can spend money. I think that's okay. Yeah, but totally. I think I think the problem is is. Another thing that rubs people the wrong way about loot boxes is paying for them doesn't guarantee you're getting the thing. You could pay a bunch of money, and maybe you won't even progress the way you want to, you know? Maybe you will get some crappy stuff that won't help. It's not like, because uh, I know Battlefield 4, I think, was it. You could spend money and get all the unlocks. That felt fine, because all the guns were kind of balanced anyway. Yeah. It was just like, oh, here's different guns. If you want to spend, like, 30 bucks, sure, go for it, whatever. I That, to me, didn't rub me the wrong way, because you knew exactly what you are getting. It's not like, oh... Spend thirty bucks, maybe get guns you want. I don't know. You know that that's also another part that makes it seem really shady and just it, it, it plays into that gambling uh, expectation. That's what makes Destiny fun is that you're kind of doing that gambling, like you know, mm-hmm. casino pull. What is it? Casino totally. Uh, slot machine pull. That's the word. Yeah, yeah, I, I um, do what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I got to clarify. Um, so that keeps you coming back because you want to play a little bit more but it's like when you start doing it with money it gets a little insidious especially when you got like yeah. kids who might be playing this game because like destiny you know i, I obviously i don't know why i keep bringing back destiny it doesn't have those kind of loot boxes in it but like you know if you're a kid and you're just like oh man i just want to keep doing it you don't really have the concept of money you're just going to throw and, all your money into this type of thing and i think that's ultimately what comes down to a lot of people's negative feelings about mobile games is because yes. they feel like they're tricking you in into making purchases when although a lot like again a lot of mobile games are are free to play they're not really they're kind of like suckering you into be able to like uh, clash royale you know make purchases like clash royale i'll completely i'll completely acknowledge the the money i spent on clash royale until i kind of sort of finally realized like hey this is just like a never-ending pit i'm gonna pour money (laughs) into Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so it's maybe maybe I should cut ties with this game. Goodbye, except game. That I re- except that they just dropped a big update, and I kind of want to go back and play Ooh. it. 
I should play it yeah, again. See if you can check it out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think... I, I think loot boxes generally is one of those things like DLC or expansions or whatever. It could be bad, um, but it also could be fine. Like I think the way Blizzard does their loot boxes, at least um, in even Heroes of the Storm, because it's free to play. Uh, I think it's fine because it's all cosmetic. You can still play all the game for free, all of Overwatch for free. You know, that's mm-hmm. fine. You just maybe you want to spend some money and get some cosmetic stuff. It is kind of insidious totally. how you might spend a bunch of money and get nothing. Yeah, it's kind of totally. sucky, but and and you can you can argue that like they just brought back the Halloween Terror. And you could say, like, the way that they have those limited, you know, those time-limited uh, cosmetic unlocks is a little bit, like, kind of creates a little bit of frenzy. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, again, it's it's all cosmetic, man. It doesn't actually affect your, your game. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But when it starts coming, I think Battlefront is probably the worst defender of that stuff right now. Because it's, it's a competitive game where there's actual content that's being locked behind a random chance. Yeah, like that's, that's just all. That's all that's the strikes good. against it. You know, it's not yeah. like, ah, uh, well, it's just cosmetic. Ah, it's not the main game. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. no, this is what you're there for. Or so. even like a Shadow Four, where it's like, it's, it's the end game. It's, it's sing and it's single player, so really, it's yeah, you know. like yeah, it it sucks how you can't do certain things or like you just have to kind of grind. But I don't know. I keep hearing interesting things about Shadow War. Like I keep hearing that it's okay. But then there's some people who are like, nah, man, it's actually like the Menace system is really, really good. It's just the other stuff around it is just okay. Yeah. So it, yeah. I, I'm kind of curious about it. I don't think I'll buy it full price, but I think that's one of those games that like, it'll probably get pretty I mean, cheap like the old one did. Uh-huh. Because it's a I single had, player. I, I had my issues with the first game. Um, I was excited to see where they would take specifically the Nemesis system in a sequel. I The, the early indication is that they, they didn't necessarily fix the things that I had problems with, yeah. but again, like that system was so good, I, I almost want to just check it, like check it out, just to kind of return to that to that system. But um, yeah, I don't know. All right, well, that about wraps it up for the news. So in that case, only one thing left to do, and it's trailer trash. Trailer trash. Get a loot box and get my Dracula skin. Get it out. He is dressed like a Dracula. He is. Oh my gosh! Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think Mater likes loot boxes? Does he? Does he? he uh, likes loot boxes. Is he? Is he a big? Is he a proponent? I think so. Probably. He's got a lot of junk. Yeah. So. yeah he and he doesn't have much. He doesn't have much free time either. He's got so loot he's, boxes you know, he, everywhere. He wants to just pay to win. Indeed. Just, uh, all right. We watched Hunt Showdown. We watched a lot of game. We watched a lot of trailers for games that was just like those are two words together that you put next to each other, mm-hmm. like hunt, showdown. <laughs> it's hunt, hunt colon. We're showdown. running low on colon. game names. It's all, they're all recycled yeah. now. Uh, so this um, is a Crytek game. Yeah, they and they make games anymore. They just made engines. Yeah, and it looks pretty cool. Honestly, yeah, uh, I think this yeah, is probably the most cool. surprising. It game. looks pretty. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. The trailer pretty much spells out exactly what you'll be doing, which in is the refreshing. Game. Yeah, so you pl- so the setting is kind of like a uh a wild west but with monsters. So co- sort of a there is actually a genre called like weird west. It actually the the the, the gunslinger by Stephen King is kind of oh, like yeah, considered I've been reading a, those a books. weird west tale. I've been I've been reading those books. Yeah. 
So this That'd is good. this is kind of like that setting, whereas you're a bounty hunter. It's like, what if you got a little bit of Cthulhu and a little bit of just like standard horror into your Western? Western. Yeah, you would get dark stalkers. Wait, no, dark siders. What was that one cowboy vampire game back um, in the day? Red Dead Undead Nightmare. Vanquish. Vampire the Masquerades. Oh. Well, sorry. Twilight. Look it up. Anyways, um, so basically you play as a bounty hunter and you're set loose on kind of like a sandbox map and there's a target that you're trying to kill. Big scary monster. And I guess there's other monsters running around and other players. And essentially it's your job to kill the monster and then get out with the bounty before another player takes you down. So and it's, it's permadeath. Yeah. It's like it's kind of a weird mix of genres in that in that regard uh it's kind of like a survival game it's kind of like a almost like a PUBG style battle royal game but also like a weird sort of monster hunter type thing where you're trying to locate a monster and then kill it 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 looked like this could be it could be monster hunter or it could be evolve that too not not to like Try and Maybe, put the game but, down uh, too much. Uh, but at least everyone's like a... on the same playing field, so it's not asymmetrical. It's kind of like no, know. no, no. Yeah, everyone plays as humans. No one's yeah, playing as no one the monster, monster. But every, but you're like hunting a monster. Yeah, and and it looked like it was like locating it on the map in such a way that it was like here's the area that the monster will be in, and that area gets smaller and smaller as you track it down, kind of thing. Yeah, that seems interesting. Um, so I feel like that is much more like, and then and then yeah, it's like oh, you can fight other humans that you meet, and then it was. Kind of like uh, when you kill the boss monster, you get a bunch of loot, but then you gotta get out with the loot, and mm-hmm. th- and it says you were you were like you'll be marked. But yeah. I couldn't tell if that meant like other humans would mark you or just like a bunch of enemies spawn in. I, it looked like I'm, a bunch of enemies just spawned in. I feel like it probably makes you like completely visible on the map to everybody. So I think like, so, or maybe like make can... some sort of like flare in the air or something. It's like oh something. Monster died over here. I don't know. It was a trailer, so they couldn't exactly explain exactly yeah. how every mechanic works. I mean, they but did it pretty looked well neat. for a brand new game, like explain like, the concept. Like the the settings all looked really neat. Like graphically, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, and it's apparently free to play, so that could be good, bad. I don't know, or ugly, or ugly. Get it? It's a western. <laughs> it seems pretty neat, though. I, I'm actually very interested in this game. I actually put it on my. Wish list on Steam just to keep track of it. But it's gonna be free. So you don't need to... No, that's just to keep track of it. I'm not gonna buy it. It's just... Oh, is it? Yeah. When it's, it's it's gonna be an early access. Is what it also said. But yeah. I don't know when it's coming out. It's gonna, on early access. This is where you're gonna see all the gross stuff. Where it's gonna be like Battleborn, where it costs like not Battleborn. Um. Uh, yeah, it's Fortnite, also gonna where it costs be like sixty bucks. You play it. Yeah, early. It, 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 and it's also gonna be one of those like. Oh, you like you're gonna buy a bunch of loot boxes in order to like get good items to beat the monsters better, and totally. you're gonna run up against other players, and they bought a bunch of loot boxes, and then just like the discussion we just had. Yep, indeed. Remember that it was just a few seconds ago for you listening at home. <laughs> the next game was San Giorli. San Giorli, which I San Giorli, which it... which came up at the very end with like Chinese characters, like with kanji on it, and yeah. I don't. Know if Jorli is a Chinese word? It well, not, it was it look, also it looks, like it looks being, more Italian to me. But it I mean, was being covered by like it seemed like some kind of Eastern European, possibly Russian, like language in the trailer. But I don't know if that was just the channel 
or if that was like via the developer. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Um, this game looked like I thought. You know, I'll say that I thought the style looked pretty good. The the, the visual style, the art style. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. But the gameplay didn't. Yeah, it like a side, it's like a, it's like a side scrolling shooter, but without the shooter. You're like controlling a little spaceman that's flying around the outside of the ship. Uh-huh. Like on the on a yeah, like attached you know, to like a little attached to a rope or sort of exactly. thing. Exactly, and you gotta like fly past buildings. It looked like you were almost like a futuristic, um, like repair guy. Yeah, because you, you were like, literally plugging one thing into another, and that seemed to be the whole gameplay. Yeah, I don't know. Not much else to say about this game. Yeah, there are like turrets and things to avoid and all that kind of stuff, and you don't want your shit to blow up, um, or yourself to blow up. I'm sure, but. Yeah, it just it just seemed like it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in space flying around was Space Junkies. That just seemed okay. Space Junkies, this is VR. And you know what they love to do in VR? Have guns get thrown at you so that you can catch them and then shoot things. What I had to do with VR guns. is when me and my friends were all in VR and I go, Whoa, and I throw up the horns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to shoot some aliens. I can move my finger because I'm in VR. Honestly, the game looks—it looks like one of the better shooting gallery type games, even though it's it's multiplayer. So I'll say that. Yeah, and you can move around. Yeah, I was gonna say, and like the movement in it, the sense of speed and stuff, like like floating through space, looked kind of looked neat. Like it, it, it. There were elements that looked neat here, but it also did just look like another. Another shooting gallery on VR, you know? Well, while waiting for Gun Club, the most shooting gallery. The while waiting for Rec Room. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Handybot. <laughs> Spin Tires, Mud Runner. I said this is, we said this is a two word game, but actually, this is a four word game that they've turned into a two word game. Spin Tires, Mud Runner. Spin Tires? I wonder how that's pronounced. Spin I tire. think at the at the end of the game, at the end of the trailer, it was like Mud Runner, a game in the Spin Tires franchise. Yeah, which um, I had heard of Spin Tires before, but I was like, I didn't realize it. It 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 it, uh, it brought such prestige to it. <laughs> to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's know. got that it's got that Spin Tires name attached to it. I gotta check this thing out. No, but to be honest, you this really like game spin tires. looked uh kind of neat. Like this is a off-roading game that felt very like it was really touting its physics engine and like the way dynamic weather works and mud physics and, mud. and realistic winch physics and all this stuff winch. and it looked it definitely looked interesting like it yeah, had water I, water physics flowing into yeah. river I, for some reason never current i for some reason never thought like Oh, yeah, of course there's a sim game for off-roading. Like, I don't know why I never thought that. There would be, because this is, like, a sport in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's very interesting, considering that's, like, yeah. someone whose family is actually, like, into off-roading. Like, it's very interesting to mm-hmm. see a game that's, like, all about that. It's, it's weird. Yeah, weird I me. mean, ultimately, there's a game for whatever you're into. But I was just, I feel like I was just surprised at how, at, like, how good this actually looked. Like, this seemed like a pretty neat game. Like, like it seemed competent, because there's a lot of those type of simulator games that are, like, janky. But it oh, looks yeah, actually like, like... Man, look at those mud physics. They're right. Those mud physics look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And just the way the, the, the car was bouncing around down the hill and stuff, it looked 
it again looked very very competent so if you're into that sort of thing uh this this seems like it's uh if you're into this kind of game it seems like this is probably one of those games exactly. one, only those if you're into those type of off-road simulators, there's probably yeah, only one I game. I can't say that this is a game that I really want to, this is to probably interface the with, one but it looks game. like it's a good one of those. All right. I was kind of confused by this next trailer. The Evil Within 2. So I, I never played the, the evil first Evil also Within. Within. I don't think any of us played the, the first Evil Within. No, I was too scaled. I, I was scaled too, but also it's just... I feel like... That kind of, uh, I feel like that reached a cult status, the first Evil Within. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, a lot of, like, I, one of my friends really like, well, our friends, he really, really likes it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like, well, just got disconnected there. Um, yeah, he says it's, like, one of his favorite games, one of his favorite games, one of his favorite games in the last Is it our years. mutual friend? Yes, our mutual friend. Yes, uh, our mutual friend, Alvin. Our mutual friend. He really likes it. And wink, wink. He does. Way. I mean, it's very, it's, what, the creator of Resident Evil who made this? Yeah. So got Resident Evil 4, specifically. Oh, was it 4? No, oh, I didn't. Yeah, know. I, didn't. I felt like it was before 4. No, this is the one who made Resident Evil 4. Hmm. I mean, he might have been involved in other games, but like that—that that, that was how they pitched it as like the guy like, who made Resident, the guy who directed Resident Evil Four. I thought it was back. like original, like Resident Evil. Uh, I mean, again, reason. like I said, he might have been involved in that, but they definitely pitched it. Uh... Shinji Mikami. Yes. I don't, know. I don't know. Whatever. This is the second one of those, and it looks a lot more. Uh, it looks a lot more polished on the presentation front. I remember the original Evil Within kind of being a little bit. A little bit, a little bit janky looking for for a for a current gen game, I guess. Uh, but this one looks a lot prettier. But yeah. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. No, it's it's just a mess. It looks like some crazy nonsense, which I guess is all right. It's all right. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird seeing like playing a little bit more in Resident Evil Seven and being like, oh man, this this is man. Japanese horror games have their own like sense of style of just yeah. like how they explain their story. It's just like, yeah. Did you just... get to the twist in that game yet? No, I have not gotten to the. Uh, well, I don't... Japanese curveball will get you. Oh, is it a real big curveball? I don't know. I, I, I don't think. I don't think it's like a. I don't think it's like of the of all the curveballs out there. I don't think it's like the, the worst ones, but it's um, it's. No, I have not gotten to that yet, but I'm excited to see. Now that I know there's a curveball. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have spoiled that. I thought you already knew. No, that makes it more interesting. Um, yeah, um, yeah, this, 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 like, I mean, this, this wasn't like a bad trailer or anything like that, but I, I have nothing really to say about it. It looked, it was kind of like a, a, like a triple A game trailer, you know? Totally. Had a lot of shots of big scary monsters and shooting them with guns, and oh. then like a couple lines of dialogue from the cutscenes, and then some more shots of monsters, and then some weird, because it's a horror game that had like spooky stuff, and then it had some monsters, and. Like it, it all looked good and it all looked fine. I, I mean, I, I don't know what the reaction is right now to this, to this game versus the last one. The last one did not get a great critical reception at launch, but like you said, it kind of achieved like a bit of a cult status after totally. the fact. So, I'm yeah. not sure. We'll, we'll, well, we'll see. We'll Only see. time will tell. And the last trailer on this list. Well, certainly uh, not the least. But not the least. The most trailer on this list. The most trailer. 
was, was for Jump Up Sup- Superstar, Jump Up Super Mario Superstar. Odyssey musical, yes. which we which we featured on the show before in terms of us listening to it and saying how amazing this song was. Which again, if you didn't catch that episode or didn't listen to us last time, go listen to the full song of Jump Up Superstar, which is the Super Mario Odyssey the theme song. This it's very good. Is in a way, this is kind of a remixing of the E3 presentation trailer of the of Super Mario Odyssey, but done with live action parts into it. Because right, yeah, because it yeah, it's got like live action dancers jumping yeah, around. It essentially like, shows the scene in New Donk City where I guess it's. I guess Pauline. it's Pauline. Pauline. It's yeah. Pauline. I guess it's Pauline she's, she's, singing. She's 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 the mayor and also the current jazz, <laughs> the, the current yeah, jazz, the jazz vocalist woman. of of New Donk City, uh, and she's singing a very very catchy song on a rooftop, and then down on and the street. This is this is a live action version of her yes, and her band. It's a, it's a live action version of her, and then down on the streets, there's a bunch of dudes in suits. Kind of smooth criminal style. Then Mario shows up, and then they start dancing it's smooth criminal style. And then Mario's dancing as well, like this, then, like yeah. this is a cartoon 3D Mario. And then, and then he, he possesses a real life human being, not just a real life human being from the video game, but, but like, like a real, a, yeah, <laughs> but like a real life. Human and then being. he gets like a do- he gets a real bulldog, and his the uh, the the the, the owners seem very like nonplussed by this. <laughs> Um, in fact, they are delighted. One might say that their dog has been possessed. He's by being this possessed. I mean, the guy who cat. got possessed, the guy who got possessed by Mario also didn't see. He seemed pretty. He stoked. seemed okay with he it. Yeah. Like... And so, and then it kind of cl- cuts into actual gameplay footage of various people playing it in in various locations, including, as Matt pointed out, a young boy sitting in the back of a taxi cab. But with, with no, no actual one, cab no one driving, driving the, the cab. It's just and he's the just cab parked. is just parked. <laughs> just yeah, he's parked. just parked on the side of the road playing a switch in handheld mode in the back of it. And yeah, uh, yeah. and then it uh, ends on a nice little compilation of various things Mario can capture, including a bullet bill and a cheap cheap and a, 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 a Tyrannosaurus Rex and electricity. Yep. Also, that game hat, still looks and, real good. And then he's shirtless on a beach, and he throws his cap, and then a dog runs and he catches it like a frisbee. Yeah, and it shows some clips of the game about the the, the end of it, basically. You know, like yeah. uh, it's a <laughs> it's a fun trailer, like and 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 it's in a weird way, in a weird way, the way like the the humans in the trailer were kind of reacting to Mario and he was running around and stuff. Like it gave me like a weird. Almost Disney, Disney-ish vibe, like to the sense of like, very much like Mario is a guy that everybody know knows and can recognize and <laughs> yes, stuff. And he's it's like, just like whoa, Mario! I mean, he is he's the the Mar- Nintendo is the Disney of the video games. They, is the, they are the Disney. They put all their games in a vault. And they're like, maybe we'll have a virtual mm-hmm. console. I don't and know. They have some really racist old games that just yeah, really problematic. <laughs> What are you talking about? Punch out. There's nothing wrong with any nothing of those characters. Nothing wrong with that. No. Mm-mm. So, guys. Um, yes. What's the winner? Which 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 the winner? It's the true question. Send your li- no. I'm uh, um, Ricardo introduced the last trailer that we just mentioned as the winner of this week's trailer trash when we were watching them together. I mean, it's a really good trailer, but it's doesn't. Sh- 
That's the thing is I feel more I was impressed. already sold on Mario, I guess, is the, the thing. Yeah, that, like, mm. it, it's like, oh, oh I knew this was going to happen. Like, I'm not that, but, like, I knew, like, <laughs> I knew crazy. this was going to happen. <laughs> no, the best part about that is how resigned Ethan sounds. I'm just like, I knew, I knew this was, like, oh, I knew <laughs> this was going to happen. <laughs> I knew they were going to film a live-action <sighs> Mario where Mario danced with people and then threw his cap and possessed real human beings. <sighs> I knew that there so would predictable. be... So predictable. I knew that there would be a... Boy singing in the back of a cab with <laughs> no driver. On, yeah. I I just knew it. Um, but Nintendo do something original for once, please. Honestly, the hunt was a pretty good trailer. No, just just hunt, please. Hunt, sorry, just hunt, hunt. showdown. Hunt was actually showdown. a pretty dang good trailer. For I had literally no expectations and was like totally sold on this game. When when I saw the name of it, I was just and I saw Hunt Showdown Early Access Steam Exclusive Trailer. As the name of it, I was like, oh, boy, it's going to yeah, be Yeah, I had zero expectations, thing. and it's like, oh, wait, this is actually a fantastic trailer. Ricardo, what, do you, what say you? It's actually, you know, reflecting back on it, Hunt Showdown is a pretty, it's a pretty solid trailer for what looks like a pretty interesting game. And there's definitely nothing else on here that that uh, is going to stand up to Super Mario Odyssey. But yeah. I, th- I but I think I, I think I just, I don't know. I was you just, just like the one the, the Jump Up Superstar better. I was just very charmed by the by yeah. Jump Up Superstar. It is very very charming. Yeah, it's a very it's a very good trailer, and it's just very and that song is still really good. Yes, I'm voting for Hunch Showdown. All right, and you're voting for Jump Up Superstar. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I want Ricardo to go second so that I wouldn't. Have to make a decision, but now I now I do now well, I do. Yeah, very, your uh, plan has backfired. I has. Ah, uh, uh, they were both so good. I. It's tough because they're good for Ethan, different reasons. It, yeah, they're good for different reasons, and I agree with you, Ethan. But I'm gonna choose Jump Up Superstar. It's fine. I don't hold and it I'm, against you. And I'm being completely arbitrary because I just want to watch that at the end of the year, whereas the Hunt <laughs> Showdown trailer in the 50 other trailers that we're going to watch at the end of the year is, gonna, there, I think, going to get lost. There will be other Hunt Showdown trailers, yeah, I'm sure. There, uh, there will be. True. Jump Up Superstar is the winner this week. All right. <laughs> Chosen for arbitrary reasons, but I just want to watch that again. <laughs> Uh, but I am. I have also put uh, the hunt, or just hunt, I should say, just hunt tr- showdown on my Steam wish list. Nice. So that I can. Uh, so that when we. So when it, when you notice it, when you see it comes out, Ethan, let me know. We'll, we'll play that game together. All right, guys. I got a bo- well, a bonus thing that happened here. So oh, bonus. bonus thing. So apparently, Sega's giving out like this uh, a code for t- Crazy Taxi on Steam if you just take a what? short survey. Um, and the beginning which, of the survey is Crazy interesting. Taxi. The the original one. Oh, okay. Um, which is like, oh, cool, I'll download that. So I open up the survey, and the first thing pops up. First question. What comes to mind when you think of Sega? So here we got Sonic. Well, okay, that's one. <laughs> we have RTS. No. Sonic. Okay. PC yes. games. No. They've been doing a lot of those recently. The, the, definitely RTS and PC games I mean, are they, much they more their the recent. Assembly. Yeah, so it's yeah and, and they own um, Relic. Yeah. Um, Sega Jingle. What? Yeah, like the jingle. Sega. Oh, oh, okay. I thought there was like a that Sega Jingle was like a branded thing no. that they Sega. do. And I'm like, what? Making consoles. Or yes. okay, the last one, 
still around? Question mark. Wait, what? Oh, wow. Still around? They put it on their <laughs> own survey, huh? Yeah, I guess that just shows like how much you don't really know about things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. See, for some reason, I thought it initially was gonna be. What comes to mind when you think of Crazy Taxi? And I was hoping one of the answers was, Yeah, 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 yeah! Yeah, Yeah, that would have been awesome. The offspring. The offspring. No, not even the offspring, just the words, Yeah, 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 yeah! (laughs) Alright, well with that, yeah, 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 it's time for us to say bye, bye, bye. Ah, That's in sync. That's a completely different band. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I, you know, the fact that didn't elicit booze out of you two is, I think, good enough. You are pretty fly for white guy, man. My, my, my puppy is freaking out right now, so I think it's time. It's a good time to end the podcast. A freaking out puppy. You can check us out on pixelwedges.com with one L. We have a Facebook page and Twitter, pixel underscore legends on Twitter. Check us out. Um, if you like the podcast, we'd appreciate it if you like and subscribe and do all the other stuff and internet, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Give us money, except that we don't have any way to do that. So just check us out. This is all for free. We do it for free. Give us a review. We'd appreciate it. Um, you can catch us every week. Hopefully, Ricardo and I will play video games the next week. I'm still unpacking my house. That's why I haven't played anything. It's my excuse. Ricardo, he doesn't have one. Get on his case. Tweet at him. Tell him to do better. Do it. I dare you. I double dog dare you, motherfucker. Man. 